Hey friends, it's Caleb, and it's Tuesday, September 27th. Welcome to The Kevin White Show. This is the podcast helping you prosper in the presence of God. Thank you for subscribing, reviewing, and sharing the show. Kevin is a best-selling author, international speaker, and serial entrepreneur. He has helped start hundreds of churches, businesses, and nonprofits throughout the world. Now as CEO of Spirit Media, Kevin is reinventing the publishing industry by connecting publishing and branding, starting marketing before publishing, and publishing in every format, everywhere, to all nations. If you need help writing, editing, publishing, marketing your book, or building your brand, get help from Kevin and his team at spiritmedia.us. That's spiritmedia.us. Put your hands together and let's welcome my friend and yours, Kevin White, to today's show. Good morning, everyone. It is Tuesday, September the 27th, and this is the Kevin White Show, and I am your host, Kevin White, and I am so excited for you being in the audience. If you're watching on YouTube, hello, how are you? I'm waving at you. If you're listening wherever podcasts can be heard, thanks so much for listening to the show. Please take time to subscribe, like, and comment during the show. We would love to hear from you. You're part of 166 different countries that listen in. And today's episode is not an accident. You are not listening by accident. God has a word that he wants to speak into your life. We are bringing you part two of a four-part series entitled The Master's Touch with my friend, Melvin Pillay. Melvin is a Zig Ziglar platinum speaker, and he has a powerful testimony. He shared uh, part one last week. You'll want to go back and listen to it if you missed it. But Melvin is from South Africa. He is a leader to world leaders. And I am so blessed that I got to listen uh, to this message, sit under his teaching recently here in Raleigh, North Carolina. And I want you to help me and put your hands together as we welcome Brother Melvin Pillay to the Kevin White Show. Where does fear come from? Fear comes from the day you were conceived in your mother's womb. The moment that little baby started to develop and hear and feel, mom, fear from the outside world, the environment on the outside spoke and the baby started to learn how to worry. One of the first gifts we give to children is the gift of worry. And by the time the baby is nine months old and comes out into this world, the baby has already been gifted with the art of worrying. And Jesus says, do not worry about anything. And what do we do? We worry about everything. Okay. See, worry is a terrible cancer. Worry is no joke. Therefore, he says, therefore, I say to you, do not worry about anything. Worry is a tremendous evil. See, we often think, oh my gosh, it's the devil that's attacking me. The devil's after me. The devil's doing it. No, 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 no. The devil has got nothing on you. When I read my Bible, Jesus said all authority has been given to him. Now you go and destroy these devils. 
I've given you power. No devil can harm you. Does the Bible say that? So one of the things that really upsets me, I would say, is when I walk, go around traveling and Christian people say to me, oh, the devil's attacking me. I say, oh, where in scripture do I see that? Show me where the devil's is attacking you. They said, okay, there's nothing there. Well, you won't find it. So the Bible says we are more than conquerors. Does the Bible say that? Okay. So anyway, a funny little story about being more than a conqueror. So one day there was this boxer and he was the heavyweight champion, big guy. And so he was fighting another man in Las Vegas. The prize was $5 million. And so these two heavyweight giants go after each other. And the first guy beats the other guy and the other guy beats the other guy. Eventually by the, the last round, they two stand. And the victor punches the other guy right in the face and the guy falls. Battered and bruised and bleeding, they come along the, alongside the victor, pick up his hand, and they place a $5 million check in his hand. He was the conqueror. He goes home that evening and places that check in his wife's hand. She was more than the conqueror. <laughs> My friends, some of the greatest victories you'll ever have comes from the battles you don't fight. The battle is the Lord's. We are wrestling with pigs. What happens when you wrestle with the pig and when? You get muddy, right? You get dirty. We spend our lives dealing with all these stupid, demonic, tiny little things and we don't ever deal with the big stuff in our lives. When are we going to say enough? Now let me go be more than the conqueror. Let me be the type of person that walks into a place and demon spirits bow down. They are tormented because you enter. Oh, no, 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 no. We need to be humble. Huh? Interesting. What happens when, what happened when Jesus entered the room and demons were there? They bowed down, right? There's this one scripture the devil, the devil says, what have you come to do with us, son of God? Have you come to torment us before our time? Let me tell you this. When you walk into a room and there's demons there, they are petrified of you. Listen to what I'm saying. They are petrified of you because who lives in you? Jesus, if Jesus truly lives in you and you walk into the presence of demons, they bow down to the power of God in you. When are we going to understand this? Enough of this nonsense that the devil's attacking me. You are not a conqueror. You are more than the conqueror. My people perish for the lack of revelation. God's people are clueless how Powerful they are. If Christ is in you, you are the most dangerous person on earth. We are not just called to turn up at potluck dinners. I love them myself. But that's not the sole purpose of the Christian. We are called to tear down demonic powers, tear down demonic strongholds, tear down the strong men in in, in the spiritual realm. Is that not what the Bible says? 
book of Ephesians, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. We wrestle, think about this. A wrestling match is always the right weight and the right weight, correct? You wrestle with the same weight. When Jesus said that you wrestle against demon powers, what is he saying to you? Listen, you have the same weight as every demonic power on earth. Satan could be standing in front of you. Jesus is saying, hey, if you understand, he's the same weight as you, so you can wrestle him. You don't have to be afraid of him. But we've got something more than the devil. We've got the power of God inside of us. In that scripture, the apostle Paul is saying, you take all the demonic powers on earth, you take all the demonic angels that had fallen, take all the strong men over the nation, take all the agents of Satan, put them all together, they will make one person that is just equal your weight. So what does that tell you? You are extremely dangerous. Say this with me. I am extremely dangerous because the Bible tells me so. I want to shock you even more, right? You are not called to be a nice person. You are called to be a godly person. Niceness is not a fruit of the Spirit. Agreed? So if you go on and want you to be a nice Christian, you can be as nice as you want, you will never be effective in the kingdom. God doesn't use nice people. He uses righteous, holy, godly people. Have you ever heard the saying, nice people? Yeah? Come on, let's be honest, right? Let's be honest, let's be honest, right? If you watch a movie and there's a bank robbery, who's the first person that dies? Not the nice lady with a polka dot dress sitting in the front. She's the first officer that dies, right? They always kill the nice person first. Nice people die first. So get away, shake away from this madness of wanting to be a nice Christian. God does not call you to be nice. He calls you to be holy and godly and righteous. Let me tell you a story of a nice person, what happens to a nice person. So one day, a story is told of Mr. Turtle. Now, Mr. Turtle was Mr. Nice Guy. Everybody in the town loved Mr. Turtle. So one day, the floods came through and the river was overflowing. Mr. Turtle wanted to cross from this bank to the other. He's just about to enter the water and he heard a voice, Mr. Turtle. Can you please give me a ride across? He looked and he saw Mr. Scorpion. And Mr. Turtle said, oh, but Mr. Scorpion, if I give you a ride, you're gonna sting me. And Mr. Scorpion said, come on, of course not. I'm not gonna sting you. So Mr. Turtle thought, if I go halfway through the river and he stings me, we are both going to die. So Mr. Turtle says, oh, he's not going to sting me. I'm a nice guy. Let me give him a ride. So Mr. Scorpion climbed on Mr. Turtle's back and off they went into the river. Halfway through, you guessed it. Tell me what happened. The scorpion stung Mr. Turtle. And as Mr. Turtle was dying, as they both were dying, Mr. Turtle looked at Mr. Scorpion and said, Mr. Scorpion, 
Why did you sting me? Now we are both going to die. Mr. Scorpion looked at Mr. Turtle and said, Mr. Turtle, that is my nature. Nice people can never take on a nasty devil. Godly, righteous, fire-filled people of God, they torment the devil. It's about time you tormented some devils in your family. It's about time you tormented some devils in your city and your nation. God can fix America very quickly. You know how? Cast out some demon spirits in Washington, D.C. I know here in America, it seems rather because we're so sophisticated, when you start talking about the demonic casting out of spirits, it seems superstitious. Well, you don't read your Bible, obviously. One of the major ministries of Jesus was what? He cast out demons. We are dealing in a demonic spiritual battle in America. And we've stopped casting out demonic spirits. Therefore, all of Satan's agents have all the positions in power of power. But if you go in and you cast out these things, you'll be amazed how you open the door for godly people to find the positions. See, Satan's number one trick is to pretend that he does not exist. He hides right here. If you can't see him, you can't hit him. Therefore, Elisha said, O oh God, open the eyes of my servant that he may see they are more with us than they are out in the world. We need our eyes to be open so that we can see there are mighty angels of God, giants of God behind us and with us, walking with us. So now in the name of Jesus, may every demonic power come tumbling down from your life Every mindset of defeat and fear be broken in the name of Jesus. Every spirit of religion that plagued you be gone. Melvin, thank you for sharing part two with us. What a powerful teaching this is. And I am so grateful for you, my friend. And I'm grateful for everyone listening in. And I hope you'll be back next week for part three of The Master's Touch with Melvin Pillay. I'll see you back next week on The Kevin White Show. God bless you all. Thank you for listening to The Kevin White Show. Don't forget to visit spiritmedia.us for help in writing, editing, publishing, marketing your book, or building your brand. Visit spiritmedia.us today. Visit kevinwhite.us and join thousands of subscribers to Kevin's free daily one-minute motivation series called Generously Blessed. Kevin's books, Audacious Generosity and Get to the Point, are available in hardback, paperback, ebook, and audiobook at kevinwhite.us, worldwide on Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, and everywhere books are sold. Your five-star review on Amazon will be greatly appreciated. This has been The Kevin White Show. Find the complete archive of all episodes at kevinwhite.us or subscribe for free through your favorite podcast player and never miss an episode. This program, copyright Kevin White International Incorporated, all rights reserved. Each week, we bring you a message of prosperity from God. Remembering God's greatest gift is His very own presence, made possible through Jesus Christ. We will see you back here every Tuesday on The Kevin White Show.
Connect with Kevin now at kevinwhite.us. Kevin